Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits. Um, well, we were joined by a world record breaker in uh, West Country Corner, weren't lovely, we? Well, lovely old West Country Corner. Yeah, sheep yeah. shearing, Paul. Sheep shearing we did. Um, what else did we bring you today? Oh, we had a bit of a chat about things, didn't we? Yeah, we had lots of chats. And Martin Afire was with us in yeah, the studio. Celebrity combination lot. And uh, to talk a bit of rugby and, uh, yes, to talk about... Well, we'll see. I think the listeners we'll see will, they'll they'll find out. There's another topic that you'll bang on about, I'm sure. <laughs> Here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie. Good afternoon, Paul. Yes, let's first congratulate you, because... Um, oh, I don't want to talk about it. Oh, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> that's not been the case off air. The, uh, <laughs> I don't like for, to bring it up, Paul. For, for about three days last week, uh, you came across like, the, the, like a dunce, <laughs> as they used to say. But then suddenly, <laughs> in the last two days... You were on fire. fire you were on off fire, of course. And Martin was among the people you beat. This is Richard Osman's fine BBC Two quiz, six o'clock every day, House yeah. of Games. Yeah. Charlie was on it. Uh, he, Val McDermott, the fine uh, crime novelist. Mm-hmm. Martin Afire, rugby legend. We'll chat yes. to him later. He's here for Celebrity Combination. Um, self-esteem. Yeah. Uh, music sensation. Mm-hmm. They, you're up against all of them, Charlie. Up and against you, them. You saw them off and won the, quite yeah. an old school, the sort of trophy you get yeah. from a sort of trophies shop. It's like a like a sort of Sunday League, old Sunday League trophy, isn't it? It's quite big. Paul, I'd, I'd hate not to talk about it, but I can't tell you. I, am, I was disgustingly happy. I'm <laughs> sure you were. <laughs> to win it. I, it's completed so many things in my life. Hmm. Just winning that on television for yeah. me is is as good as anything I will ever do. I, I think I have definitely peaked at winning that quiz. Yeah, quite luckily, I will say the last two days the questions well, you got did snooker fall. questions. It was you and Val yeah. McDermott head to head, and you yeah. knew more about snooker than she a, a did. A question, f- f- and it's double points on a Friday. You right, know. Okay. I mean, I don't like to talk about these things since I won Let's Dance for Comic Relief in 2011. Mm. Yeah. Paul, I don't like to talk about that very much, and I'll only get 11 years out of talking about this, you see. Right, so OK. But then in 11 years... 20, 2033, Paul. What do you win in 2033, Charlie? Who knows That's what it's going to be? Maybe they'll bring Splash back. Yeah. A Splash back? <laughs> I can sort that for you. I'll just come around... <laughs> You can get a metal one or a couple of tiles. I can, I can like sort that. that for you. It was a lovely week, and I was very lucky, and uh, yeah. it was very nice. Thank you for all the nice messages I've had from TalkSport listeners particularly, actually. Yeah. Some of them saying that it actually now evens out the birthday spread, and we start at nil-nil on yeah. Thursday. Good luck with that. Okay. Uh, two very different disciplines, <laughs> I think you'll find. Um, one a whole lot harder than the other. I'm not saying which You're one that is. Well, okay, Modesty okay. forbids me saying for which one that is. Now, Charlie, <laughs> yes. um, I've been telling you how much I've been enjoying oh, 
This is Wrexham. Yeah. Uh, welcome to Wrexham, should I say. And uh, to the point where I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> but I have been enjoying it. And yeah. I'm, I've still got to watch last week's. Uh, yeah, this Talkie week. are on last week's, actually. Oh, are they? Yeah, Talkie United with our... It's not that up to date. Not the game at the weekend. I, I don't think we played them at the weekend. <laughs> well, I don't think we turned up. <laughs> He's anyway. in denial. Was it six? Wasn't it six nil? I can't remember, Paul. Six I nil. don't follow the National League. I only bring this up because a uh, friend of yours uh, is telling me... Yeah, my me... wife's best friend came over last night and yeah. um, uh, <clears throat> her husband is very into football. She's not that really that bothered yeah. about football, but um, didn't really talk about it. Wouldn't bring it up in conversation, mm. you know. And then, and so, you know, the National League is a pretty niche interest, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, we're sitting there and she suddenly goes, oh, Paul Mullin, isn't he a good player? <laughs> Wow. Wrexham striker Paul Mullin. Yeah. She starts talking about uh, the Wrexham striker. Mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm furious this about this. This is the this. first football conversation you ever really had. I'm furious about this, but I've been singing about Torquay United. Yeah. I've known her nearly 30 years, my wife's best mm. friend, and I've been telling her about Torquay United for that. No interest. No interest. No interest at all. It's the power of celebrity, couldn't, Charlie. Couldn't care less. Suddenly, she's bringing up non-league strikers. Yeah. Terrible non-league strikers. Unbelievable. <laughs> Did he score against you at the weekend? Non-league rubbish, as yeah. I call them. <laughs> well, look, they'll be out of your league soon, so you, well, well, you and Fletch, I, you I might have they get to, to the playoff and lose. <clears throat> that's, that's not very nice, is that, it? That's what I hope. Not very nice. That's what I hope. Dorking, I hope Dorking Wanderers go up. I was saying, it's a great story, Wrexham, and, it, and it's, it's, it's wonderful then. We're gonna, it's not a great story. They're really lucky. We're going to chat later on this week about it's how they've quadrupled story. their uh, merchandise. Who cares? No one cares about non-league football. Um, but <laughs> it, if they'd bought Torquay, if, yeah. they, if they'd looked at Little Torquay... If and they'd been so lucky. Wrexham. Little Torquay, yeah, go yeah. on. But if they had the stories, Bryn... Of course, oh, the brilliant. Alsatian. That, Might bait some analogy on the, yeah, the dummy. The, you know. the chairman who used to have a ventriloquist yeah. dummy in board meetings. I mean, yeah. it would have been so gold much. for them. There's two it? things they could have talked about. Are there you no know more mean, Hollywood stars oh, yeah. out there that want to buy a, a non-league football They club? should do. How would you feel if the whole of non-league... Uh, became were Hollywood. <laughs> All of the national were policed by Hollywood. Well, maybe owned. that's what it would become. Like, well, it's become fashionable yeah. amongst the uber, uber rich, people yeah. who own countries to own Premier League football clubs. Yeah. Maybe Hollywood <clears throat> will start to... Well, league. You know, maybe we'll have... So, I'm trying to think of a Hollywood star. Chris Evans, Captain America. For Solly yeah. Hole Moors. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll do <laughs> Don't want to frighten the existing owners. <laughs> Look, if yeah. people want to sell non-league clubs today to Hollywood stars, we'll take that one. We, yeah, we, of course. If, you, if, if, you, if you're a fan of a national league club and you want to sell your club to Hollywood, so who's the Hollywood star you'd like to see yeah. her come in this afternoon? It'd be very nice, wouldn't it? You know, Michael Douglas, Chesterfield, I don't know. Just, <laughs> just it's weird, isn't it? They'll all be there the spy every right. game. Loves the spy rights. It'd be great. Michael Douglas <laughs> turning up. So, uh, yeah, and also showing an interest. If you've got tales <sighs> of that suddenly showing an interest. It sickened me, that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was about to, th- I thought <clears throat> I'm going to throw her out. Well, that's probably pushing Port, it a bit. Little non-league Tim Pot Wrexham. <laughs> well, we may be returning to this later in the week. Um, Talksport.com forward slash H&J. Text to 81089 or tweet to TSH&J. Yes. Possibly something else for the listeners. Is um, last night, Charlie, you yeah. didn't see the whole of the match, did you? No, the whole of the match. You saw the whole of the match. Um, no, I had five aside at uh, mm. nine o'clock so I only saw the first half so I had to right. go and uh, you lucky so I was there, there for nil-nil and I was like oh, this is bad this is just going to be you're not going to miss it's going to be nil-nil or one-nil one either I can catch up later on because I've got to have to talk to it to Paul about it tomorrow you know mm. so I'll catch up and, and of course I have a gen, general interest in it yeah. yeah but Kate got back in the car after playing the worst I've ever played I will say that oh, okay, last night absolutely dreadful uh, got back in the car three all I know yeah that's, <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's how it finished half. yeah <laughs> Unbelievable! 
Yes, indeed. So um, when I suddenly turn the radio yeah. on... Yeah, what happened when you turn the radio on? Yeah. You know, it's a nice one, isn't it? It, it, could, it could be something in that, so um, yeah. the listeners, I'm sure, will let us know. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. It's Charlie Baker's West Country Corner. Tom Pierce, Tom Pierce, lend me your grey mare. All along down, along out, along Lee. For I want to go to Whittacombe Fair. Everybody. It's too long, it's too long. With John Stewart, Bill Brewer, Peter Gurney, Peter Devy, Harry Hawk, Dana Wooden. It's Charlie Baker's Country Corner. It's Charlie Baker's Country Corner. Hold on. That's right. Get here. Get it. Come by. All right. Get on then. Sit up, cheer up. Bye bye now. Yes, it is too long. It's long, isn't it? It's it almost becomes like a West Country version of Rawhide by the end, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> roll them up, roll them in, cut them out, come on. That's it. <laughs> Which it all be very well, except our next, next guest is from Kent. But yes. there, there is a West Country <laughs> flavour to yeah, it. That'll do. Countryside's all right. Garden of England. Uh, a world record uh, breaker in the world of uh, sheep shearing. Yeah, serious. Is, uh, serious. Joining us now to tell us how she did it. But it say it was down in the West Country. Um, Marie Preble joins us. Marie, good afternoon. Hey, Marie. Hi, how are you? Yeah, we're good. You've got, you got the big build-up there. Introduction. It was, wasn't lovely, it? Proper isn't it? Oh, West Country. It. Yeah, that's right. It must have taken you back to I your world. Talk, talk, talk like I am from the West Country, but like you say, I'm from Kent. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Works. But yeah, it's, it's the geography of where you broke the record that, that int- uh, interested us. Yeah. So tell us tell us what you did then, Maria. What, how many sheep did you shear in, in what time? Yeah, so I shared 370 adult ewes in, in eight hours, which was to set the first women's eight-hour um, strong wool ewe record, which is the first time um, a woman in the UK has actually attempted a British or a world record. So, yeah, really, really pleased to have the opportunity wow. to do that. Is that non-stop, Marie? Um, no, there's breaks. So it's actually structured. So the eight hours is actually structured like a like an average shearing day, which for us um, is two hours you know, non-stop shearing, two hours, and then you have a half an hour break, you shear for another two hours, you have lunch, you shear for another two hours, you have a half an hour break, and then you shear for the last two hours. Yeah. So it's four lots of two hours in that eight hours with, with short breaks. But if you can imagine the sort of uh, level of intensity and, and pace that you're, that you're you know, that you're attaining in those two hours, it's, it's not a lot of time for recovery. So it's basically sort of get down, have a quick, you know, brush off and, and yeah. eat something if you can, and then get back up there and do it all again, you know, four times over. So, yeah. Um, I was alerted uh, to your record by funny. Enough, I was on Isla up in uh, up in just off of uh, west coast of Scotland uh, the other week, yeah. and uh, in the Scottish Farmer, the newspaper, the really? guy Huey, who was uh, driving us around while we were there, who's a, a, a he's a farmer. I think it must be a farmer and a cab driver. Yeah, but old Huey takes the Scottish Farmer. He had it there, okay. and there was your story in the paper. So I thought, so she made all the papers, and quite a few of the other papers I can imagine as well. Yeah, well, yeah. A world record yeah, as well. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing the, the reception there has been, and I don't know if it is just because it's the first one of, you know, or, you know, it's the first women's record, but it's awesome to have had quite a positive response because it's quite a niche thing, and, and from within the shearing community, sort of, we all know about these records and that there's been there's been quite a few men's records in the UK but to have that sort of positive reception from outside of the of the of the shearing community and even the farming community has been amazing and there's sort of different angles that people are picking up on it and it's you know to have you know to talk to you guys is really cool because it is we consider shearing a sport because yeah. of it, you know the physical demands of it is exactly like training for other you know any sort of Iron Man sort of you know it's that sort of level and it yeah. and it is considered a sport by us but yeah it's cool to get picked up Sure. So you're doing specific weight training. Have you have you got a specific program that you f- you follow to get? Because it yeah. must be it must be certain muscles that if you're shearing every single sheep in the same way, I'm assuming. So you, yeah, certain definitely. muscles must get tired. 
Yeah, and, and I've been cheering right since the beginning of April. So, you know, in that is a very repetitive thing. So you have to, like, in terms of training, I was in the gym most mornings um, before the shearing day started. So doing quite a lot to sort of compensate for the fact that that shearing is you're bent over all day and you're pull, pulling a lot of sheep. You know, it is definitely a weight-based thing. But so a lot of mobility to kind of open up the posture and then strength training just to make sure I had that stamina to survive like that through right through the season and then on the day to peak on the day yeah yeah well wow. where, where, where's, where's your main competition come I'm assuming New Zealand or, or Australia are pretty strong in the world at it where, where, where else definitely yeah so there was an existing nine hour women's record which was 452 set by Kerry Jota who is a, who's a Kiwi um, so that was a benchmark for me to aim at and, and I was hoping to do 400 on the day so we were a bit down on where we wanted to be but still for to set something we were very happy with what we did but yeah definitely there you know there's a lot of Kiwi and Aussie shearers that are shearing you know year round basically so to come yeah. from the northern, northern hemisphere at it for someone you know yeah I've been shearing 10 years but I don't you know I haven't travelled with it that much and haven't done so much so this this last couple of years I've really had to just up my game and improve my focus on just on just you know getting the numbers under my belt and just doing as much shearing as I could to prepare for it you know physically and mentally Could you better it you think Marie? Have you got have you got a, have you got another record in you well, do you, can, do you finish yeah. it thinking you know I had a couple more couple more sheep in me there <laughs> Well, it's, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? Because you're so, you're so fit and you're so prepared for it. So on the day, you feel almost feel kind of fresher than you ought to feel, you know, but you know that you've done everything you possibly could. And yeah, we were down on numbers, but whether that was, you know, specifically within my, she- you know, shearing, or there was lots of little things that I know there's so, with, with a record, there's so many levels of detail you need to get, right? Yeah. So you have to, you know, and there's so many rules that you have to abide by for it in order for it to fulfil the qualifications for it to be a record. So yeah, there's lots of little things, but I don't, I don't want to take anything away from that day. Like we had such an awesome experience, and the team was just amazing. So it was just me sharing on the day, but there's there's 30 people, you know, up there and in the lead up to it that supported me. Yeah got me through the day and made 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 the thing happen so no i wouldn't say i've got any regrets about the day but yeah i, I mean i'd like to have another go at something but whether it's a record or just a, a shearing sort of charity event you know like a big shearathon or something there's a few of those about raising more money for charity would be quite cool shearathon that's Shearer. oh, fantastic oh, I yeah i mean as i mean the, the obvious the obvious thing is to invite alan shearer yeah, down no, to one of them you know. you'd like to think harry shearer from the simpsons yeah We'll get him Alan Shearer, yeah. Harry Shearer, just just to name the only two <laughs> uh, we can think of. Yeah, yeah. And well, you are well, your 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 day job is farming, is it? Yeah, oh, I'm I think, a yeah, farmer, yeah. and and shearing is definitely part of that. But it's obviously a seasonal part of it. So, yeah. um, you know, unless I was to go to New Zealand every winter here and and pursue their their shearing season over uh, over the other side of the world, then yes, yeah, yeah. then I'm I'm only mainly farming. Yeah. And was there a charity aspect to this, Marie, what you were doing? Yeah, or? we raised five grand on the day, actually, which was awesome for, for the Plymouth, the um, St. Luke's Hospice in Plymouth and and the Lily Foundation. So Fantastic. two charities that were really close to the team's heart. So, yeah, that was awesome. Lovely. See, it's bringing stuff. us back to the West yeah, Country, West Charlie, Country right there. No. Allowing us to play that overlong jingle again <laughs> as, as we congratulate Marie. Well done. Congratulations. I'm going to follow it now. I'm going to start following you. I'm going to become an ultra. Yeah, he is. He's going to be slightly creepy. Turn up with a yeah. woolly shirt on. That's right. <laughs> Marie, good to talk to you. Congratulations. Thanks, Thanks very much. Thanks so much. See ya. There we are, Marie yes. Preble there, sheep farmer from Kent and the world record holder when it comes to shearing. Lovely poor, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, far, she'll be busy today. Farmers are busy every You're day. You're not, I mean, the people My make... friend Jed's a proper farmer. And is he? He, do, he does, yeah, there's, there's no job, day off. There's no day off. No. Because something's always happening. Early starts. Oh, I mean, he loves it. He absolutely loves it, but... Yeah. 
Yeah, Have you done a stint down on the farm, Charlie? Never, you know? Paul, no? never. But I've worked, I used to, um, there's a sort of petting Your farm. Your town mouse, are there's you? A pe- a You're not country farm. mouse. I'm countryside, but there's a petting farm yeah. near where I grew up, and I used to go and walk the donkeys around with people on the back. That was one of my jobs. Really? Come on, come by. We did the donkey rides with the little kids on the back. Yeah, that was me, Fantastic. taking them around. Come on then, off we go. Come on then, hold on tight. Yeah. <laughs> Take it. <laughs> Taking us back there, Charlie. Lovely, wasn't it? Well, anyway, but for now, that was Charlie Baker's. Yeah, let's have it again. West. <laughs> Colin Hendry joins. Not all of it, oh, yeah. surely. Oh, yeah. If I have to be put through it, they do as well. Coming up next, Colin Hendry. But, uh, but for now, that was Charlie Baker's West Country Corner. It's Charlie Baker's West Country Corner. Tom Pierce, Tom Pierce, lend me your grey mare. All along down, along out, along Lee. For I want to go to Whittacombe Fair. With John Stewart, Bill Brewer, Peter Gurney, Peter Devy, Harry Hawk, Dana Wooden. It's Charlie Baker's Country Corner. It's Charlie Baker's Country Corner. Hold on. That's right. Get here. Get it. Come by. All right. Get on then. Sit up, Tiro. Bye-bye now. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Harry's been in touch. We want um, Hollywood owners for non-league clubs, didn't we, Paul? That's oh, we, we did, yeah. That's National because league clubs. it's obviously working for Wrexham, so we need more people from Hollywood to come in and get behind National League clubs. You're looking for someone, aren't you? Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, Harry's been in touch, though. Robert Downey Jr. to buy Scunthorpe United. Yeah. The Iron Man owning the Iron. There we are. Not before Saturday, though, because Torquay have got Scunthorpe Saturday. Fair enough. Could do with beating them, Paul. Bruce wants to see Halle Berry by Halifax, so they're <laughs> renamed... Halle Berry facts. AFC Halle Berry facts. They'd have FC. to do that. They would have to do that, wouldn't yeah, they? Yeah, not so, bad at all, good yeah. point. Um, we also asked you, didn't we, about... Um, what else did we ask you? We asked you about... Um, uh, what's the question? It'll come to me in a minute. Oh, yeah, suddenly, suddenly being interesting. Suddenly in being interesting, yeah, because my wife's best friend came over last night, started talking to me about Paul Mullin, the National yeah. League striker, never shown any interest in football before. Yeah. Absolutely furious. There we are. Uh, this, this is a guy, Roy. He said, I went to Wrexham v Torquay on Saturday and watched the match with four German students. They all knew who Paul Mullin was. I'm not happy about this documentary, Paul. <laughs> Then is one, Harry. Oh, Harry again, Harry the Hammer. My mum, who's 75 years young, never followed any mainstream sport until about four years ago when, via BT Sport, she discovered the Exeter Chiefs. Oh. And now my dad's weekends are scheduled around their games. Wow. There we are, 75 years, not watched a bean of sport, into the Chiefs. Yeah. Chiefs. Yes, indeed. Good That's luck fantastic. to them. Yeah, very, very good. Uh, keep those coming. Talksport.com forward slash H&J. You can text to 81089. Or tweet to uh, TSH&J. Um, this comes from James in Stafford. Morning, he says. Uh, 6th of August 2015, first day of the fourth Ashes Test match. Unfortunately, I had a work sales appointment. Poor planning from me. Got back in the car after 90 minutes of not selling my products. Turned on the commentary and was wondering why they were chatting between themselves. I was 30 miles from the ground, bright sun. So why weren't they playing? After a short while, I realised we'd skittled them out for 60. Oh, and Broad yes. infamously had taken eight for 15, yes. Yeah, that happens a lot with it. This th- is th- because Charlie, yeah. Charlie turned the radio off in his car at half-time yesterday, the England game, went and played five-a-side, and it was a dull nil-nil when you left it, it and came back to an exciting three-all draw. And I, because, because of the way it's been going recently, I thought, well, this isn't good. there's nothing going to happen here. You know, in this mm. game, this is going to be all right. I can just chat about the one goal. But 
three all though, Paul. Yeah, I, I tell you what, I played badly last night. Did you really? You know, sometimes you. Oh yeah, tell me. Sometimes about you it. turn yeah. up and you realise it's really hard game. Mm. <laughs> and you, I mean, I've, have you ever had one of those? I've said after I finished, I said, I think that's it for me. <laughs> I can't get anywhere. Yeah. I don't think I can do this again. It was appalling. Just when nothing comes off, you know. Yeah. And you, I don't know. Every shot I had ballooned over. Every pass I tried to pull off was nothing. And you just go back to basics. And nights like that. As long as Gareth Southgate's still behind you, it doesn't matter. Exactly. And you look, he, he, luckily he couldn't watch last night. <laughs> so he no was, one was filming it. He know, was so. busy. Which is exactly. Great there show. we are. So. Well, we're struggling with Graham's line. That is, uh, that is a great shame. And what about, what about the old technology? What about the telephone? The telephone, that'd be nice, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, we, we, we give him a chance to talk Dwayne about the Rock book. Johnson was once on Soccer AM and declared his support for Macclesfield Town. Yeah, that does ring a bell, actually. I, that, I, I've heard that one before. So. Has it? Has it? All right. Yes. Sorry, I was trying to bring that no, up. No, I do apologise. It's okay. No, don't feel, don't feel bad about it. There we are. Um, I sent you Shappy Cassandy's tweet. Did you see it the other day, Paul? Yeah. On the, she said she, she's been watching her son play football since he was four years old he's 15 now yeah and she always thought that Manon was a player in his team <laughs> which oh, really? I thought was a lovely one do they shout <laughs> things like Manon when she's watching yeah, him play Man FIFA Man, they shout, not oh, FIFA when, when, he's, when he's oh when he's actually he playing. actually plays on a Sunday morning oh, oh okay there was a player <laughs> out there called Manon, Manon? A little French lad <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'd love to I've never seen his parents at the games yeah, that's a very good one very nice uh, we got Tim Vickery joining us a little bit later on oh, Right, and yeah. uh, apart from all the usual stuff he'll be bringing us, some of the interesting tales from that part of the world, as they've been playing football, the South American nations, I mean, they're in good nick at the moment. Yeah. Brazil and Argentina especially yeah. are in good shape and uh, we should be concerned really about what they can bring to the World Cup. So we'll, we'll take a closer look at the sort of form they're in. We've all been slightly obsessed with the form of the big European yeah. nations heading into the World Cup, but what about the South American threat? If you arrive and Tony turning up, Paul, at this training camp mm. I mean you'd be thrilled wouldn't you to be picked obviously for, for yeah. England but he didn't get a minute did he and and you, you would you sit there thinking why have I been picked for this why well, I, don't, I don't think he would have said no knowing no. that he wasn't going to play any football yeah. I've seen there and Adrian Durham and former producer Warren Horton and Adi Oladipo involved in a little Having a chat, conversation on Twitter about okay. because uh, Adi said yeah what was the point Adrian says he was part of a camp he'll learn from that yeah you know, people have been having their say on it. But look, if you'd said to him, look, you're going to be a part of the camp, but you're not going to play, I think he still would have gone. Yeah. Um, and only he can tell you what he got out of it. But I, was, I did question why Harry Kane was still on the pitch at the end yeah. of the game. You I know, think, and, and, well, I think Tony Evans made a good point, a yeah. friend, big Liverpool fan, of course, and journalist. Because what we haven't had, and what we're definitely going to get before that World Cup, is the front cover of a tabloid. And let's just say it is, Perish, I thought, Harry Kane's foot. You know, like we had oh, Wayne Rooney's yeah, metatarsal. Like we were, um, yes. Touch it at one o'clock this <laughs> afternoon and pray for Wayne's metatarsal so yeah. he can play. In- invariably, before the World Cup, we're going to get... I mean, we don't know bad Stones is hopefully not too bad last night. Yeah. We went off because he... You'd, sorry, you were playing five aside. You were skying one over a fence <laughs> at that point. You kick but it. But John Stones You kick it, you get it. And it was one of those... You know when a player goes down... No, I, saw, I saw the injury. Yeah. I saw the highlight. I've seen the highlights. He's not, yeah, he's yeah. not in bits, but he knows it's, yeah. it's, a, it's an annoying one. It looks like it's one for a few weeks. We hope it isn't, and certainly no longer than that. But you can see how frustrated he is more than having to be uh, stretched off. But um, we will have one of those with a, a big key player. And it's yeah. to say, for example, it is Kane and his glass ankles. doesn't take much, does it, really, despite his new 
Tamori and Abraham obviously playing in yeah. Italy at the moment and, and getting in the squad but not getting a game as well I mean he would argue that he knows what they can do yeah. and there's yeah, a I think pretty he, good chance they're both going to get uh, they'll get in the squad they'll get in the slightly larger squad anyway. in, the, in the same way that he's consistent you know and people would some people would call that boring some people would think that he's consistent in his selection isn't yeah. he and he's consistent well, in the way he wants to yeah, play well, you know I mean I know we've had a bad run of results but yeah. a final and a semi-final no, is better really. than anybody since Ramsey so if he's got players there he relies on yeah. I mean um, Bellingham you probably you did see it back who was uh, great last night and you'd like to think with Calvin oh, Phillips in a bit of a race against him. time and Jordan Henderson probably being the sort of player that will now come on yeah. calm things down with 15-20 minutes left if you're in front, yeah, it's a great um, midfield. It's a great midfield. Yeah. It's I a mean, great Rice, midfield. Rice and Bellingham look pretty decent together. I, this is Joe from Skipton. I too had the England game on last night. I decided to change the flush valve on the toilet that my missus had been nagging me to do oh, during okay. the game. Two hours and a flooded a part later, <laughs> due to the isolation valve bursting. Oh, of course, of course available your isolation available valve. at Wicks. I expect two, two for one or something. Yeah. Paul, I don't know or other. Don't you know, say cell, that. You'll, you'll have to honour that deal. <laughs> Charlie, you'll have to underwrite that deal, that two for one. And then I caught a sight of the three-all scoreline. Needless to say, I was too distracted to have seen any of it because he was underwater. Yeah, of course he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) What a nightmare. So keep those coming to get in touch this afternoon. Suddenly becoming interested in something. Charlie's friend of 30 years is starting to talk about uh, Wrexham strikers because of uh, Welcome to Wrexham. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J 03717223344. Well, the the guests that we're going to try and squeeze in at the end of the show uh, (laughs) just keep on mounting up. So quite possibly Graham Bean. Drive's going to be great. Yeah, that's right. I think he's going to have to take our overspill. Going to be a little quarter to eight speaking to people we couldn't. Anyway. (laughs) That's all coming up. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Hawksby, Charlie Baker here on TalkSport. We've been joined in the studio by uh, rugby league legend Martin Afire. Yes. Martin, good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon. Lovely Lovely code to... legend. <laughs> yeah, and the man what a probably best known for losing to Charlie Baker <laughs> yeah. in the house again. Oh, wow. <laughs> Can you believe he, when you walked in on when you walked in for the first yeah. show, Martin? You looked around, you sized yeah. up the opposition. Yeah. Did you think he was going to win? If I'm honest, I thought the author was going <laughs> to yeah, kill yeah, it. Well, I think we all yeah. did. Yeah, but did. Um, he, he played his cards close to his chest, and you know, like most true sporting geniuses. <laughs> You know, Thank it's, you, it's in the it's in the final minutes when Finally, it counts. I'm getting the yeah. respect. The, 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 the snooker count. questions <laughs> fell for you, didn't they? It's all very well being top of the Premiership at uh, Christmas. Everyone can lead till Christmas, <laughs> can't they? Everyone can lead till Christmas. Did you? There did on the you, final did day. You, you didn't have a win during the week. You never came away with a suitcase Mate, or a deck chair, did you? I was on. I was on Jeremy Vine on. Um, on Friday. Oh yeah. And uh, they they had some puzzle, and they and I somehow solved it and they were calling me a genius I said mate I am no genius have you have you seen Richard Osman's house games with me mate the amount of stick I got for that but oh, people's no, brains work in different ways that's you, what I'm trying to say you solve the puzzle but maybe general knowledge doesn't come yeah. as easily no, to I'm, you I'm not it? so bad with the general knowledge yeah. it's like you had to deliver the general knowledge in some yeah. You know, it is made for comedians. Comedians have to think on their feet, don't yeah. they? Like, if they'd had a hecklers... round where, where we had to run through ten people, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. probably lose <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, if you're you, a gap, Martin would have won that. As long as there's a gap, as long as there's a gap. Well. As as a gap. <laughs> Let's have a quick chat about the Rugby League yes, World please. Cup yeah. because we we spoke to Tom Halliwell earlier yeah. on. He's in the wheelchair. Event this the men's and women's tournament as yeah. well. And uh, less than three weeks till we get underway after a delay of yes, a year, uh, of course. It's uh, uh, confusingly still called the Rugby League World Cup 2021. Yes doesn't yeah, start okay. till October 2022 obviously because mm. of Covid but I just think um, you know some things happen for a reason I think it's been a fantastic year for all sports with the Commonwealth Games with what the Rugby Union team did winning um, the three test series down under and I don't need to mention the Lionesses as no, well so no, yeah. it's been a fantastic year and we're looking at sport differently now you know it's more inclusive as I say and I think the fact that the Rugby League are again being groundbreaking having the women's the wheelchair and the men's competition at the same time and mm. all the games being screened live on the BBC yeah. it's an opportunity for rugby league to to make a, a stab you yeah. know because people still perceive rugby league as a northern um dominated game even though you know it's most famous player if I don't mind saying so myself who's not yeah. very good at answering quiz it's you, it's from Hackney <laughs> and has a statue outside <laughs> Wembley yes. when I talk to people about rugby they have to try who don't know much about rugby after it's a long time trying to explain the whole journey yeah. and how it's happened because people just perceive rugby as twicking them all rugby league oh that but that's how you started. You were playing your journey. You were playing union, weren't you? From what I understand. Yes. And you got picked up. By, I mean, at the time, rugby union had just become professional. No, so it, it was. I, by the time rugby union was professional, I was thirty years old. Um, oh right. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I left school in eighty-five. Um, uh, played quite well, you know. Obviously, rugby was amateur, and then just got the opportunity to go and become a professional in nineteen eighty-seven, when. Um, um, uh, the coach of the, the then Witness team saw me playing in the middle six sevens. You know, ironically, the the first time swing low was ever sung at Twickenham was for 
uh, a rugby league player, as they say. So yeah. oh, obviously, I was a rugby union player then. So it is. It's funny how you know we have these this journey, and uh, you know my early days. I literally had to figure it out. You know, yeah. I was figuring it out for myself. I didn't have parents who were really into sport. They were more into education, and sent me to a grammar school, a boarding school, to for my you know for education. As I, I always jokingly say, I'm the only person in my family without a degree, but the only one with an MBE. So I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I had to figure it out for myself. Um, you know moved out of um uh, moved out of um you know boarding school and into london i've just looked to look around I, I played cricket for a summer and realized that uh that's not something that i wanted to do for the rest of my life after playing a three-day game for essex getting oh, really? no runs no wickets roomed with nothing <laughs> saying and this thought, is a good quiz question isn't this it? is yeah. this is not I, I, was at the, I was at the cricket the other the other week and the, the day then when there was no cricket ironically because <laughs> it was uh, i think it was the day that the queen died it was oh, it was okay. rained off yeah. at the oval and I saw Graham Gooch there, and I always remind him that I bowled him out in the nets. My claim to fame. <laughs> so you were an all-round sport. I, you were a decent footballer yeah, as well. Yeah, I was well, a boarding school. I was, I, I was, I was, uh, I was, I was born in Hackney. And so all I did, knew was football up until the age of eleven. But went to a, a grammar boarding school, and they only didn't have a football team. So I cried for the first night, and then I decided to wipe my tears and get on with it. Yeah, who's who's yeah. your football team, Martin? Who do you support? Oh, no, I know. Better say this quietly when I'm in London. Actually, I don't get as much stick for it now. Back mm. in the '90s, being a Man United fan, oh, I'm from London. Oh, I got so much. Abuse. Yeah, yeah. Now people just feel sorry for me. Classic, we got a choice yeah. of clubs in Hackney. Could have had Tottenham, Arsenal, West Ham. I know yeah. me uh, brother's yeah. an Arsenal fan. Oh, right. But I think Arsenal, uh, Man United play Arsenal. Was it seventy eight nine um, FA yeah. Cup? And, and that then, was it. Uh, yeah, so that's when I become a Man United and fan. And what was the moment you thought? Actually, I'm really good at this. Yeah, you, so you I'm not just good on one you thought rugby really was the thing you were going to gravitate yeah, to. It was just that I was, a, I was a bit of a show off. It was a rugby school, and when you played in the first 15, the whole school used to come out to, um, um, to watch you play. And then I wasn't particularly, people always say, obviously, I'm known for my speed, but I wasn't particularly quick. Hmm. I'm just, I was a late developer, let's put it out that way. And um, yeah, when I was getting to about 16, 17, I, st I started just, it was just almost like a weird experience. I just, starting to run away from people I thought oh, where did this speed come from so yeah. always hang in there never give up you know yeah, if I got disheartened I didn't get picked for my school sevens team I got in the 15s team but when I was 14 years old there's people I meet today and they go they always like to remind you of that they go you couldn't even get into our <laughs> yeah. In, yeah. into our sevens team they like to remind you of your yeah. failures ironically I wasn't even the best rugby player in my family my brother was wow, far really? better than, uh, yeah but wow, that's wait. how life turns out you stick at things you, you know you're passionate about it yeah. and uh, you know it just might work out for you. You're doing some work for the National Lottery as well at yes, the moment, aren't you? Some, talking about development and, and, and about grassroots. grassroots sport. As I say, as we know from any sport, you know, uh, the National Lottery, they, they, they fund the top level of sports. They're partners for the Rugby League World Cup 2021. But it's all about, you know, um, the grassroots. And a stat I found out uh, today was that the uh, National Lottery have put £5.7 towards oh, yeah. grassroots sports Amazing. since 1994 when I heard that figure I said don't you mean 5.6 no 5.6 billion mm. so just think of all the stories that have been affected by that 5.7 billion all the lives mm. they've changed and and that means a lot because I know that a lot of people helped me you know no man is self-made a lot of people mm. people gave me lifts people helped me out you know and little things like that and that's what made I didn't have the national lottery that and that and, that, and the national lottery funding is crucial for some people you know that goes away from them that's it their dreams are, are ended so you know to keep that going because people sometimes see the lottery as a selfish thing you're playing it to win something for yourself but mm. no the national lottery is a raffle you know i mean whether you win 
and you can do something with that money for your family, for people, you know, for give it to clubs or whatever. Or if you lose, you're part of that five point um, seven billion. And between mm. now, 2022 and 2027, 20, um, the next five years, the sport of rugby league is going to benefit to the tune of nine point three million. So, oh, so, so that is massive. So every time you're playing just you know you're playing not it is you, you, you're giving you're giving as well yeah, yeah. so it is a win-win situation whether you win or lose so it's trying to tell that message yeah um about it so people don't they might go it might change that so when they're giving now they're thinking okay it's not about necessarily me if i win you know i win if i don't win then you can still feel good about it. it's not like i've played the, the lottery for 10 years and not yeah. one so it's a negative it's no i've played the lottery for 10 years and i've helped some exactly. kid who maybe not have been able to achieve his goals because he didn't think that you know top level sport was for him because he had a bad leg you know as a Tom yeah, yeah, Alley, yeah. Well, his story was he just had injuries he had a shoulder dislocation then he hurt his leg and couldn't run no more and put himself in a wheelchair and and now he's top of a wheelchair sport yeah. and it's just telling these stories and just to get people to think differently about what they do and, and what the lottery and how fortunate we are yeah. to be born in this country and have that you know you're born in some other country you don't have don't get that support. You know, that. And that's no, why no. we are so, we, we win so many medals at the yeah, Paralympic yeah, Games yeah, yeah. and why the Lionesses can do what they do and why the, the England women's team, you know, who don't get paid and but they're, they're funded and, and able to do what they do and train as hard and represent this great country so well. We're going to play celebrity combinations. Yes, this, oh. this doesn't add um, National Lottery funding yet. Yes. No, yeah, who it's, knows? It's only I've a matter of time. from the National Lottery outside. <laughs> Maybe have again. a word with us. This is the pitch now. This Paul. is the format they're all talking about. Let's, uh, let's bring you the intro in the great quiz, the intro though, uh, quiz show styling. Combination Lock with your hosts, Paul Hawksby and Lock Keeper, Charlie Baker. Yeah, thank you. I'm trying to I'm gonna try and get a catchphrase going, which yeah. is keep your hands off the lock. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, oh. Quite, it's quite aggressive. <laughs> is it? Oh, that's the catchphrase. What you gotta keep your hands off? The, the lock. lock. Keep your hands off the lock. So how does um, celebrity combination lock work, Charlie? Explain to Martin and the uh, boys and girls. Martin, we have a combination here, yep. a, a, a lock, and uh, you have to try and guess the numbers, the four numbers that will open the lock. What's yeah. the... It's a locker. It's a locker lock. Yeah. <laughs> and inside the locker will be some sports wear that you can wear if you can open the lock. But keep your hands off the lock. <laughs> Do you, you can, we can give you the combination so far, though. Yes. Yes. Tommy Walsh, Ground Forces Tommy Walsh. Yep. Uh, he went with 2946. That's mm -hmm. 2946. One of those numbers was correct, Martin. Okay, That's yeah, all I'm prepared okay. to tell you. Kel Spellman, the actor and Manchester City fan, podcaster. Uh, he went with 2318. And that is the combination that is currently in the lock. And Keep your hands off the lock. didn't open it, but one of those numbers, Martin, was correct. So hey, it's your okay. turn now on Celebrity Combination Lock. Martin, would you like to tell us your numbers? The four numbers. Oh. So each of them got one number correct. Mm. Yeah, we can't well, we tell you which know, number. Which we number. can't tell which number, unfortunately not. Sophie no, from not, the National Lottery is not looking Not okay. in this Interested. game. I don't think we're going to be seeing any funding for this quite flimsy <laughs> format anytime okay. soon. Okay, but anyway, Martin, Martin just humour us. You think, yeah, he's giving it a thing. thought. Good thought. thought. There we are. There we are. I'm going 2893. 2893. Two, eight, he's gone three. Here we go, Charlie. This is the moment. Do we have a sound? I can't remember if we have any sound. Oh, two. Oh, yeah, two. Eight. Eight. Catch yeah. your number four, please. Eight. Nine. Nine. Three. Three. Nine. Okay. Three. Here we go. Look. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's like a safe cracker. 
No. Oh. Oh. What a shame. How many numbers did I get right? Terribly yeah, sorry. sorry. Keep I'm your hands at... off the lock. Two, three, nine, eight. The incorrect. Now. Can he tell us if any of Martin's numbers were correct? Can he whisper into Sophie my ear? from the National It's only four on numbers. Phone. He seems to be really struggling to tell me at short notice. <laughs> How many so, numbers? Do we know? Can we if I got none right, I know it's one not. number. You got so, one right. Mark. Okay, so if right. I if I'd have got none right, then I'd know. Yeah, yeah. That's it. it but that's your only go. You only ever get one go at it. So that's it. If you I, want to come back, if and play anybody every wants week, to uh, contact well. me on social media, come in to do this. <laughs> I am happy to help you and talk it through. I yeah. reckon that two you, is definitely one of them. Yeah, there we are. That was well, celebrity uh, combination lock. Yes. First time we've done it live in the studio, Paul. It is. Yeah, I think First it's a winner. It's, it's a winner. Just had a shaken head from the National Lottery for funding, but let's okay. find out. Gets underway, Martin. World Cup. England playing. Lock, England right? playing Samoa, aren't they? Saturday yes. the fifteenth at St James's Park. Oh. There's games uh, all over the country. There's games down here as well in the in the wheelchair games. It's a game. It's not game. Game at Arsenal. Arsenal, yeah, at the yeah. Emirates. Yeah, that's right. So look, you're going to get a chance to take in games if you can. Uh, lovely to see you. Thanks Pleasure. for popping Thanks, in, Martin. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Commiserations to losing to oh, him. Well, we imagine it. What a nightmare. You'll never live, you'll <laughs> you'll never, live it Couldn't down. have lost to a funny other. <laughs> <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. That was this afternoon's show. We'll do it all again on Thursday. Thursday Paul, where you, you go I'm, for 11 I'm, in a row. Yeah, I'm back with Andy tomorrow. Lee Mack amongst our guests. Oh, fantastic. So what a funny man. But, uh, yeah, that's right. Birthday spread. That's uh, all coming up. But tomorrow, myself and Andy are back with you from one. If you can join us, great. If not, podcast available at four. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.